Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This is Basketball History 101 with Rick Loiza. Welcome back to award-winning Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network. I am your host, Rick Loiza, and this is the podcast where we bring to life some of the forgotten stories from basketball history. We are bringing old-school basketball to a new-school audience. And today we bring you the story of when Jerry West won the NBA Finals MVP Award. And he won that award for the 1969 NBA Finals, and he is still the only player to win Finals MVP while playing for the losing team. 1969 was also the first year the award was even given out, so there was no tradition that said that the winner of the MVP award had to be from the winning team. For West, this was his sixth trip to the NBA Finals, and he was still looking for his first ring. West had previously been to the Finals in 1962, 1963, 1965, 1966, and 1968, and in those five trips to the Finals, not only did he lose all of them, he lost all of them to the Boston Celtics. He had never been to the finals and played anyone other than the Boston Celtics. Now, in his sixth trip to the finals, he was playing against the Celtics yet again. And it is funny because some people give LeBron James a hard time because he has been to the NBA finals 10 times and lost six of them. Well, Jerry West went to the finals nine times in his career and lost eight of them. And they call him the Logo, or Mr. Clutch. He is one of the most respected legends in NBA history. So how in the world did he win finals MVP while playing for the losing team? And hopefully we can answer that question today. Going into the 1969 NBA Finals, Jerry West and the rest of the Los Angeles Lakers were matched up against the Boston Celtics, as I've already mentioned. But one thing that the Lakers had in 1969 that they did not have the first five times was home court advantage. The Celtics had an off year, but still clawed their way to the finals. Meanwhile, on the West Coast, the Lakers had Jerry West and Elgin Baylor as usual, but they also added Wilt Chamberlain to the mix. They finally had a Hall of Fame big man who could counter what the Celtics brought in Bill Russell. The difference of having Wilt on the team was the thing that the Lakers needed if they were going to have a chance at finally beating the Celtics in the finals. The Lakers had 55 wins that year to finish first in the West. The Celtics won only 48 games and barely made it into the playoffs, but somehow found that old Celtics mystique and they willed their way to the finals in what would be Bill Russell's final season as a player. He had a lot of pride and he wanted to go out on top. The first game of the series was in the Old Forum in Inglewood, California. Of course, it was not the Old Forum back then. It was a brand new arena styled with Roman columns. The Forum also featured ushers dressed in togas to further push the Roman theme. At that 
very first game, Jerry West played all but two minutes of the game and played like a man possessed. He scored 53 points and was absolutely unstoppable. Throw in 24 points from Elgin Baylor and 23 rebounds from Chamberlain, and the Lakers won a close one, 120 to 118, to overcome the Celtics and 37 points from John Havlicek. Now, statistically speaking, the team that wins game one of a seven game series wins the whole series around 75% of the time. And that put the Lakers in a great position having won the first game against the Celtics. Now, two nights later, they reconvened at the forum for game two. The second game proved to be a scoring battle between Jerry West and John Havlicek. West scored 41 points in another scorching performance. Havlicek poured in 43, but had relatively little help. West had quite a bit of help as Elgin Baylor scored 43 points and John Egan came up with a surprising 26 points. The Lakers took game two by a score of 118 to 112. In just the two games in LA, West had already scored 94 points total. That was as hot of a start as nearly any player in league history. And he was scoring those points when it counted. Now, statistically speaking, when a team goes up two games to none in a seven game series, they are going to win around 90% of the time. So the Lakers were in an absolutely incredible position by winning those first two games. West was playing for his very life, and I believe this is how he thought of it. He is one of the most tortured superstars in league history. He had been to the finals five previous times and lost them all. And those are the moments that West used to lose sleep over. The pain of losing the finals drove him to work harder every single summer. He would have fitful nights of sleep as he wondered what else he could have done to turn the game his way. Could he have grabbed one more rebound or made one more basket or set one more good pick to free up a teammate for a shot. He needed to win. He needed to prove his worth. Now this time he was not going to let anybody stop him. If he lost the finals again, it was not going to be from a lack of effort or a lack of production. He was going to push himself to the very limits of his abilities in order to win his first championship. If you have ever read his autobiography, West by West, then you know that he is a pained and tortured man. He grew up in an abusive home and was told that he was worthless and would never amount to anything. Now, I do not want to turn this episode into an episode on child psychology, but suffice to say that West deals with issues of self-doubt and low self-esteem. He had to win in order to justify his own existence. Now, this is a good place to take a break, and I will be right back with the rest of the 1969 NBA Finals. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique 
unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. We here at the Sports History Network proudly partner with 26 podcasts, all revolving around the history of sports. But did you know that many of our hosts were sports history authors way before they started their shows? It's true. We've got Joe Ziemba, host of When Football Was Football. Joe Zagurski, host of Pro Football in the 1970s. Mark Morthier, host of Yesterday Sports. Tommy Phillips, host of Lombardi Memories, and Scott Adamson, co-host of From the 55-Yard Line. All these authors have many books for you to choose from. To check them out, go to our website at sportshistorynetwork.com slash sportshistorybooks. Pick up your copy today! Soundtrack provided by Kevin McLeod of filmmusic.io. Welcome back to the show and let us continue with the story of Jerry West and the 1969 NBA Finals. Game 3 shifted the series back to the Boston Garden. In that game, West had a slow start and never quite found his rhythm. He only scored 24 points to lead the Lakers. Meanwhile, the Celtics had a very balanced attack with Havlicek scoring 34 points to lead all five starters in double-figure scoring. The Celtics took Game 3 by a score of 111-105. to Now, so far, the home team has won all three games of the series, and a couple of nights later, they got set to play Game 4 in Boston again. Now, this came down to the wire, and the results of Game 4 had a huge impact on the entire series. West had found his rhythm and poured in 40 points to lead all scorers. Chamberlain added 31 rebounds, and it was just too much for the Celtics. Havlicek had a bit of an off night and only scored 21 points to lead the Celtics, but the Celtics were more than one player. They were a complete team, as balanced as any that has ever played. In fact, the very last shot of the game was taken by Sam Jones of the Celtics. He was being pressured in the final seconds of the game as the Celtics were down by one. He threw up an off-balance shot that hit the rim and bounced up and off the backboard, it hit the rim again before finally settling into the hoop for the game winner. It was an absolutely heartbreaking loss for the Lakers. They got exactly what they wanted, which was a Jones taking an off-balance shot, and they would have lived with the results. In the retelling of that story, Sam Jones admits that he barely looked at the rim. He just threw the ball towards the basket, hoping that Russell could tip it in for a game winner. There was just one thing wrong with that story. Russell was not even in the game. As the player coach, Bill Russell had subbed himself out of the game to put an extra shooter on the floor for that last second play. If Jones' shot had missed, there was no Celtic anywhere close enough to tip it in. Chamberlain would have snatched that rebound and secured the Lakers' victory. It was one of the luckiest shots in finals history. The Lakers knew it, and even the Celtics knew it. But that is the mystique of the Boston Garden. It seemed that the Celtics always got the bounces in those tough situations. So, instead of being up three games to one with a firm grip on the series, it was now tied two games apiece, and the Lakers were going to have a hard time recovering from this one. Now, Game 5 took the series 
back to LA, and the Lakers are ready to prove that they deserve that championship. The heartbreak of Game 4 had been put behind them, and they came out hot. West scored 39 points, and Chamberlain pulled down 31 rebounds. And it was just too much for the Celtics, who got 25 points for Sam Jones. The Lakers won that game 117-104, which was a blowout by the standards of the rest of the series. Jerry West now had 197 points in just five games. He was having an out-of-body experience and having the series of his life. This was everything he had prepared for ever since he was a little kid. To have a series like this on the biggest stage was the thing of dreams. Game 6 went back to Boston and at this point in the series, the home team had won every single game so far. Well, that trend would continue. West and Baylor each scored 26 points along with 18 rebounds from Chamberlain, but the Celtics won again and they had a very balanced attack with Don Nelson leading the way with 25 points. The Celtics won and pushed the series to Game 7, which was going to be played back in Los Angeles. In preparation for Game 7, Lakers owner Jack Ken Cook had already made celebration plans. He had the Lakers staff blow up thousands of balloons and he had them hanging from a net above the court. He had also made arrangements with television and radio that after the Lakers won the championship that Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Will Chamberlain would be interviewed. Also, the University of Southern California marching band would play the song, Happy Days Are Here Again. The Celtics got a hold of a copy of these plans, and Bill Russell showed that copy to his teammates and let that be motivation for winning the game. Russell already knew that it would be his final basketball game. Now, nobody else knew that, but Russell would not announce his retirement until after the finals were over. In that final game, Jerry West again came out red hot. He played every second of the game and scored 42 points. He did everything he possibly could. One of the things that I had not mentioned in this entire episode is that Jerry West was also one of the best perimeter defenders in the entire league. Not only was he scoring at will, he was also defending Sam Jones at the other end. He was doing absolutely everything he could. Win or lose, he was not going to spend the summer wondering if he could have done more to help the Lakers win. There will be nothing left to give. He was either going to win or die. At least that was his approach to the game. He could not be stopped from scoring that night. However, NBA basketball is not a one-on-one -on -one game. It is a five-on-five -five game. And as they say, a good team can always stop a good player. The Celtics had another balanced performance with Havlicek, M. Bryant, and Sam Jones all scoring in the 20s. On the other side, the Lakers got 18 points and 27 rebounds from Chamberlain. But Chamberlain sat out the last five minutes of the game with a weird knee injury. And I have watched the video of that game over and over, and I cannot see where Chamberlain was injured. He just suddenly started grabbing his knee and asking to be subbed out. Now think about it. It was the last five minutes of a close game seven for the NBA championship and he needed a break. I do not want to get too deep into that one, but it is a very unusual situation. The game came down to the wire and the hero was Don Nelson, who found a loose ball in his hands and just shot it. It hit the rim, bounced high up above the backboard, and then fell back into the basket to secure the victory for the Celtics and the championship. Bill Russell had his 11th championship of his career, and Jerry West was now 0-6 in the NBA Finals. But he had averaged 38 points per game for the seven games of the series. He played outstanding basketball and was easily the best individual player of the series. So despite the loss, Jerry West received the very first Finals MVP award. And the award came not only with a trophy, but also with a new car. 
Of course, Wes did not care about any of it. He would much rather have had the championship. Now, Wes would go on to the finals three more times, and all of those championships were against the New York Knicks, including a victory in 1972 in the NBA Finals that would be the only championship of his playing career. As an executive and as a consultant, Jerry West would win 11 more championships. He now has more rings than he has fingers. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, this is still the only time that the Finals MVP award was ever given to a player from the losing team. And despite all of the championships that he won after 1969, the loss of that year is one of the most painful of his career, and it still eats him up. But of all of his championship rings that he's won over his entire career, there is one ring in particular that he wears every day, and that is the 1985 championship ring. So what is so significant about that one? Well, that was the first time that the Lakers had ever defeated the Celtics in the NBA Finals. Well, that is it for today. Join us next time when we share part two of our series on the lost teams of the NBA. That's next time on Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network, the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com to find out more about this and other sports history podcasts. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast and check out our page on Facebook. It's called Basketball History 101 Podcast. There you will find shorter historical posts as well as comments and discussion starters on today's game. I'll also announce there when new episodes come out. I want to thank my producer and editor, Jacob Loiza. Join us each week as we continue to mine the history of basketball for more great stories in the past. Take care and see you soon. <laughs>